Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Thanks for joining us again here on Grounds for Discussion. I'm Laura. And I'm Becky. And today we are discussing the book Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabil Qureshi, I think we've decided to call him. Yes. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> frankly, I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's what I'm going to go with. Um, so I have my coffee, but it's nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I have my coffee too, but nothing exciting. I mean, it's always yeah. exciting to have coffee, but. Well, right. You know. Right. I'm not saying, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm still happy about my coffee. Right. <laughs> the only thing different is, well, today I actually, I did make um, a pot of French press, which I don't know. Oh, all right. Um, you, I already told you, but my t- today was my kid's first day of school. So yeah. I, once I got them off, I was mm-hmm. like, house to myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange is... feeling, huh? Yes. It yeah. was like, huh, okay, I'm going to like make some coffee that takes a minute. <laughs> so, yes. so I did that. And then, of course, I had to make make something else for our discussion because I was out of coffee by that point. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's probably so early when you, yeah. I'm going to be so jacked up for this discussion and everyone's going to be like, why is Laura talking to so <laughs> But She had her morning coffee. And then some more stuff. That is something about school days that are starting again now because I start drinking when I wake up. So it's like 5.30. I start drinking coffee. And um, I'm still drinking it at like 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, please, girlfriend. (laughs) I drink coffee and some days I drink it. Up until like five o'clock, and I know that's really. Terrible. Oh, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I usually can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, some nights I can, but a lot of nights I'm I'm really bad. I stay up reading too late. Oh, I do so. too. And I'm in this weird little thing right now. I'm reading this book, and I love it, but I haven't read it the last couple of nights because I'm like, I don't want to finish it. But that's weird. Oh, it's like yes. I want to finish it. But yes. I also don't want to finish it. So it's I know very exactly strange. what you're talking about. It's very yeah. strange. When it's a really good book, uh-huh. that's how I feel. Like, sometimes I'm like, I like this book, but I'm ready to be done with it. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes, like, if it's so good, I'm like, oh, I want to make it last. Yeah. 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 It's the weirdest thing because so I'm torn. But anyway. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about with that. <laughs> Staying up way too late to read Yes. But anyway, so yeah, so my coffee is just like, you know, Starbucks from the refrigerator, like the big tub. You yes. Buy, you know, yep. mm-hmm. cold brew. So I have that, but I did put some coconut milk in it, which I do enjoy every once in a while. Okay. Does just it water it down too yeah. much for you? Or? um, Sometimes it does. In fact, I've, I've been meaning to put, I keep forgetting, I've been meaning to put on my grocery list that I need to get one of those um, plastic uh, ice cube tubs. Oh, so, yeah. So that I can make ice cubes. That is, ice cubes. yes, I need to do that too, because that is always my problem with iced coffee. That's why I always I drink my coffee hot, because you can't get it iced and not watered down. So yeah, I need exactly. to do that, because I do love I know. iced coffee, but not if it waters it down. I just can't do I know. it. I'm the same way. It does get a little bit watered down. Yeah. And really, realistically, I, I don't need to put ice in it. It's cold enough because I keep it in the fridge. But yeah. But just, for some reason, I like the feeling of having ice in mm-hmm. it. It's just the mm-hmm. aesthetic for some reason. I yeah. Don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But I got anyway, you. I yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm going to take a sip right now. You do it. <laughs> Delicious. That's so rude. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so I am sure, like, we probably have a lot to talk about with this book because, yeah. holy cow, I mean, this this book There's was, a lot. it was a lot and it was so intricate and it was, like, mm-hmm. very in-depth. So I know we won't be able to cover a lot of it, but I'm sure you want to get started. So, yeah, where do you want to start? Well, let's just start by saying, okay, so if you haven't read the book, it's about, I mean, the name kind of says it all. It's about a Muslim 
man who he um, had grown up, you know, Muslim. His family was Pakistani, but he grew up in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and England, actually. Mm-hmm. So his dad was um, military for, you know, I believe the U.S. And he got stationed in yeah. England for a while, or Scotland mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and then they were stationed in Virginia for a while. And so they kind of moved around a bit. But anyway, yeah. um, Muslim family. And he grew up, of course, Muslim. And by the time he got to college, um, he ended up meeting a, a guy who was um, a Christian. Mm-hmm. And he, they started, you know, talking about, they were both on the debate team. Mm-hmm. So right off, you know, these are two people who are very... Um, intellectual and yes. they like to go over um, all the different points of, of something yeah of an argument yeah and so they start talking about Christianity and Islam and of course the friend his name is David is is trying to convert Nabil and, and get Nabil to accept Christ mm-hmm. and Nabil is Similarly, trying basically trying to convert David, his friend David. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of the premise, and of course, the the name kind of says it all. In the end, he does um, become a Christian and decide to follow Jesus. And um, so, most of the book is about Nabil's search and what um, questions he had and things that he was kind of looking into about Christianity and about Christ. Yeah. And um, the whole time, of course, trying to refute that. So, right. Yeah. So that's kind of just a basic overall look at the book. But like, I guess I would just say what what stuck out to you the most or where do you like what what were your overall impressions? Oh, there was there was a lot. Um, I loved how the book started out because it started out with kind of halfway through his journey of trying to discover yeah. God. And so you have a little bit of hope throughout the book because they get really in depth with their discussions. And another thing that stood out to me was just, I, I felt very convicted because I don't think I would be able to debate my faith in the way that David did with Nabil. And I, yeah, like all all these different points that they brought up and, and debunked and, you know, went into so, so in depth. Um, it was just, I mean, I know a lot of these things in my head, but how often do I talk to other people about them? And David had such a, it was David, right? His friend. Yeah. David had such a passion for speaking truth and, um, it, I think it went beyond just wanting to convert his friend. He honestly wanted yeah. him to understand the truth of the Bible. Yeah. And and it was so ingrained in Nabil, like his upbringing. And they even specifically, in his upbringing, they, uh, like all of his leaders, his parents, everybody, all these older generation people, drilled into his head Christianity is bad Christianity is wrong and this is why and they gave him points to debate so um you know it's like it's our job as Christians to like be the light of Christ and how can we do that if we don't even know the Bible if we don't know specific scripture verses I think there was one part in the book that he talked about how he was impressed that his friend David was able to, um, like bring up scripture verses like on command and nobody else had been able to do that. And he had been trying to debate people about Christianity since he was in elementary school. I mean, for his whole life. So that was the first thing that kind of got him thinking, Hmm, this is a guy I could talk to about this. And Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just really convicting. Um, and then I also, it made me think about just how often do I share my faith with other people? And yeah. how do I share my faith with other people? You know, there's so much on like the internet and stuff about 
Christians and how they're not loving and how they're not, um, you know, they, they're judgmental and they're this and that. And I have to say, I think that has been the reputation of Christians in the past, you know, decade or so, like, or more, because we don't know the Bible enough to be able to show love in the correct way. Right. So overall, it was just really convicting for me. Yeah. So what about you? I agree. I agree. That's exactly how I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, I have a a highlight here that I had highlighted. It's from the chapter called Muslims in the West. Mm. And it says, um, he's basically talking about how a lot of Christians in the West don't, um, either don't know their faith or don't live it. Yeah. And he says, um, if they, meaning Muslim people in Mm -hmm. the West, if they were to intimately know even one Christian who lived differently, their misconceptions might be corrected. Yeah. And they might see Christianity in a virtuous light. Mm. Because what's interesting about Islam, I think, and I learned a ton about Islam. Yes. Yes. What's interesting about Islam is that um, even they... For the most part, they have an overall positive view of Jesus. Yes. Even though they 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 don't see him as God, mm-hmm. which obviously we would say, okay, that's a that's a deal breaker, and it is. I mean, mm-hmm. there is there they they follow Islam for a reason instead of Christianity, but they view Jesus in a positive light, and they consider him a prophet. Mm-hmm. So there's a really good starting point. Like yeah. we have an inroads in this, in, in this culture and in, yeah. in this Muslim culture. And we're just, I mean, at least I am, I'm just so hesitant to go there. Yeah. Um, I think if I, the sad fact is I don't have any Muslim friends, mm. but even if I did, I think I would just always be like, well, they don't want to hear about Jesus and I need to just live it and this mm. and that. And yes, you do need to just live it. But mm-hmm. They're, how are they going to, I mean, Paul says it, how are they going to hear if, if we don't tell right, them, right. you know, mm-hmm. and they, and overall, I think most Muslims might be more open to it than we would think because yeah. they start from a place of like, okay, we know who Jesus is. Right. Well, and we can go from there and say, well, let me tell you a little more about Jesus. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I just was really intrigued by this idea that like, you know, there's there's an easy inroads here mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i mean um and so i just found that super interesting yes um and talking and he about also said, oh go ahead oh sorry no you're fine I, I was just noticing he also said he that he needed a he needed a friend he needed an intelligent mm. uncompromising non-muslim friend who would be willing to challenge me mm. and that was david yeah and i will say though um for those of you who read this book and feel the same way that we do, I mean, there's grace. Oh, um, yeah. God gives grace. Yes. And clearly, David was the exact person exactly. that Nabil needed. Yes. N- David had the personality. Yep. And the, um, you know, he, he loved to debate. He was on the debate team with him. That's how they knew each other. Uh-huh. Um, so God puts us where he can use us. Exactly. Yeah. So don't go away from this book thinking, well, I'm the worst Christian ever. I can never. Mm. No, I mean, if you have Muslim friends, um, you know, you don't have to be a David where you're debating every point. Right. Of, you know, Christian theology. Right. You know, and, and it's always okay to say, and, and David did too. He would say, you know, I need to study more on this. Yeah. And yeah. he did. Yeah. So he would go and study more and come back and say, okay, here's what I learned. What have you found? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, because you, uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't have the effect, like the opposite effect of, oh, I'm going to stay quiet because I don't know the debating points. Because you're right. right. God puts people in our lives who we need to have in our lives. And clearly, yes, David was the perfect person for him to be able to talk to about this stuff. The other thing that I loved about this book is that just the constant uh pursuit from god of 
Yes. Nabil's um, soul. And um, it's like every time he would start to question, God would show himself a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. um, it was just amazing to read about. And one thing that I I was curious about him, you know, like what is he up to now and stuff. And I don't know if you knew this, but he passed away from... Uh, I did. Yeah, I did not know that reading the book. And then I didn't either. once I looked it up afterwards, I was just in awe of God <laughs> because yes. he just consistently pursued his soul. He knew his future. He knew Nabil's future. He knew that he was going to die at a young age. And yep. uh, he knew that he needed to find God before he you know, left this earth. So I, like that almost made me cry just thinking of how. I know. I was so sad when I read that he had passed away. Mm. And then I thought, oh my word. Yeah. I was more just in awe of. A long time to make that decision. You know, like yeah. everybody just assumes, okay, unless like I have a heart attack or something, I'll probably die when I'm whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he had what, maybe like a decade of being a Christian. Yeah, I can't remember when he became a Christian, what year it was, but he died in 2016, I think. Um, yeah, and it wasn't, like it was only a couple years after the book was published. I think it was published yeah. in, I want to say 2012. I could be yeah. wrong, but. I'm not sure either, but yeah, he didn't, I mean, after the book came out, there there wasn't a lot of years no. before he ended up passing away. No. Um, and I just. I mean, this, this book sat with me, and it still does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, just this, this beautiful soul who did not give up searching. Yeah. And God didn't give up on him. Yeah. And he, I love the part where um, he and David sit down, and and they're they're just chatting about whatever, and then David kind of gets quiet and he feels like what's going on and he he says well I just want to know if Islam wasn't true yeah would you really want to know and Nabil is like I I don't know Mm -hmm. I think so you know and David says okay I just I just wanted to know because yeah is all this debating for nothing yeah because if 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 you didn't then that's it. I'm not going to keep yep. hounding you about it if you're completely closed to the possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, man, that was a pretty defining moment, you yes. know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but in in the end, he really did want to know the truth. And right. I just think so many people probably wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and in thinking about that, I was like, honestly, if I, if, 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 Christianity ended up not being true mm. that would I mean I can't imagine what that would do to my work like if I right. if I decided that Christianity was not true right that's that, a, my whole world yeah that's everything you've ever known shambles. yeah so and, I can't imagine the courage that took right and to also say, I do want to know yeah also knowing that his family and his church family I mean we call it church family but um, like everybody yeah. that he is connected with would turn away from him. He knew yeah. that that would happen if he accepted Christ because that's what happens. So it's not just admitting. I mean, it's, it's turning away from the whole world that you've ever known. Yes. And it's so much more than that. Um, as far as like, if, if I, as a Christian were to turn away from it, it would break my family's heart, but yeah. they would still love me yes. and they would accept me. Yep. Whereas a lot of times in Eastern cultures, mm-hmm. it means they will shun you. Yep. I mean, you will not be a part of the family anymore. Yep. And that, that was part of the book that broke my heart too, because in the very beginning he does a forward, I think it's a forward that he writes to his mom and dad and just, you know, is talking to them about, I hope someday you come to know Christ and I hope I get to talk to you again. And, um, just heartbreaking. It's like, Oh, he, he, I need to, yeah, I need to look up 
where his family's at and what, what mm. if anything has happened with his family or, you know, yeah. what these are now. And yeah. um, they might be the same, but it's just, it, it's just such a reminder of what most of the world goes through mm-hmm. when they are considering whether they're going to follow Christ. Yep. It's just a much different uh thing for a lot of the world yeah it's not just oh this is for me so i've accepted this and everybody else will right maybe they'll disagree with me yeah no it's an earth shattering Mm -hmm. ground shaking i'm leaving everything for christ yeah kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that's what is required of us that's (laughs) yeah like we have to be willing to say i leave it all and i i am following jesus you know and we don't have i mean we don't have the, the stigma. The, yeah. Or even, I don't know, like in some way, I mean, I'm so, so, so thankful for our, our country and that we get to practice, you know, Christianity without persecution. Um, but at the same time, we have no idea and we can't even begin yeah. to put ourselves in their shoes because we just, We've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Um, it made me thankful all over again for the body of Christ who has remained faithful through the centuries mm. to bring that message down to me. Mm. And even looking to, you know, my parents yeah. who um, chose to be faithful yeah. um, in following Christ mm-hmm. and their parents and their parents. Right. And it's been handed down to us. Whereas... Um, in many parts of the world, it's not Nabil's fault he didn't right. know about Christ. Right. That was the legacy that was handed to him. Uh-huh. Because somewhere down the line, way in the past, somebody said no to Christ. Yep. You know, I don't know who it was, hmm. but somebody did. Yeah. Um, And it just reminds me again, like, our decisions matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, they matter for eternity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If, if I'm faithful to Christ... That matters. Yeah. That will have an impact long past my death. Yeah. And into eternity. Mm-hmm. And it's just, ugh, yeah. I just, I just look back on my heritage of, of people choosing Christ, mm-hmm. um, all the way down the line for mm-hmm. I don't know how many generations, and mm-hmm. think, Lord God, <sighs> praise your name. Yeah. You allowed me to walk into that heritage, to right? Step into that at my birth, right? What a privilege. And the responsibility that we have to train our children to love Jesus and, you know, to know the Bible and to be faithful and, yeah. Because it is true. Not because it's a heritage and not because it's a legacy. Exactly. But because it is true. It's true. And and that's another thing that this book reminded me of. Um, I'm sure, you know, Becky and I both went, um, for those of you who may not know us too well, Becky and I both went to Bible college. Um, So we both have Bible minors. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, we, we studied scripture not only with our families growing up, but also in college. Right. And, um... So, of course, I I've, I had read all of these things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, at some point. But it had been a while since I'd visited some of that stuff. Yeah. And so it was just such a nice, even just a nice kind of refresher course, almost like, oh, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Um, on, you know, how we, how scripture came to us, how we know that, you know, that it's, yeah. um, that it's accurate. Mm-hmm. And just the differences between... A faith where God comes to you, yeah, and says, "I know you're not good enough." That's mm-hmm. the point. Mm-hmm. And a faith where uh, it's kind of up in the air, right? You right. know, did you do enough or didn't you? You'll find enough. And, you'll find out. And he talks about that too. How they think that when you die, um, they weigh the scales. So has your have your good deeds outweighed your bad deeds? And the yep. pressure of that, oh my goodness. I can't like, imagine. I, yeah, I would be so, so scared to meet my maker if that were the case. Yeah. Um, and it's just sad that, that Satan has, you know, so warped people's um, views of truth that they, they can't and they don't look at the Bible as true. 
Another thing that he talked about that was really interesting to me was just the whole um, East versus West Western culture. And one thing he talked about was um, how um, in the East um, people are in it's honor versus shame. So um, he talked a lot about tradition. He even used some examples in his family of um, I, I don't know if it was a cousin or an uncle that, um, was like not telling the truth about <laughs> He said that he had a wife so that he would get lower insurance, car yes. insurance. And yeah. then he had an accident and his insurance was talking to him and they're like, was your wife with you? And he was like, no, I don't, I've never been married. <laughs> And, like, everybody laughed about it. It wasn't, like, a shameful thing because if you can get away with it, you know, it's not about um, truth. It's about, like, what does the society think is shameful? What does the society think is honorable? And then in the West, we do more, we think more of right versus wrong or innocent versus guilty. So... Um, and you know, you can even see that in our court system. So it was just really interesting learning the cultural background too. And not just that, but, uh, you had mentioned, you know, learning a lot about, uh, the Muslim, um, beliefs and, um, things about the Quran, uh, that I, I mean, I didn't know much about the Quran or what they believed about it. So it was just really interesting, to learn yeah. about that and to look at it in view of um, how we were raised and, you know, the biblical perspective. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I I definitely, um, that was a big challenge to me because mm-hmm. when I started to evaluate my attitude toward um, Islam and Muslims and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, I found a lot to be uh, ashamed about. Mm. Um, I think there's always been specifically for Islam, there's sort of been like a, a barrier of like, um, maybe not enough empathy Mm. or, yeah. um, Sometimes seeing them as the enemy when that's just not the case. Right. Well, I think that part of that could be because we grew up in the era of nine 11 and yeah. and so there was this stigmatism or, or uh you know like yeah. people just thought oh arabic equals you know this it, it was yeah, yeah. and I, I just i was ashamed when i started looking at my yeah my views and thinking you know and in the background i knew okay they're there are people who need Jesus and, and that kind of thing. But I think more of a, a hard issue side of it was that there just wasn't a lot of empathy. Yeah. Um, overall. And Mm -hmm. I thought, Lord, I'm so sorry for that. Hmm. Like these are people made in your image or deceived by the enemy Mm -hmm. and they need help, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that's, uh, yeah. So, and I don't, I mean, it's under the cross now, but it's, that's a, that's kind of a shame thing to me. Like how, you know, Mm. how dare I write off an entire group of people Mm. and think, okay, they're unreachable or whatever. Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, I, I know that's not the case. I know people of the Muslim faith are being one to Christ all over the world. Yeah. Um, Well, because the truth saves. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that because you get so bogged down in, oh, I can't share Jesus with them because they know their Quran backwards and forwards and they've been trained in how to debate me and Jesus. And, you know, you get inside your head and and you you don't remind yourself of the truth that you don't have to you don't have to try and convince them of anything you share (laughs) no that's the holy spirit you need to tell your story and tell about jesus and let god do the work don't be afraid to talk to anybody 
about Jesus. And I think that that... I wonder... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think that that has become a real, um, like, a real thing for Christians, for the church. Um, Yeah. In the West, anyway. Yeah. 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 Because I I know there's Christians in the East who are being faithful. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. um, and, and they're, they're being, they're seeing the privilege of being allowed to, to, yeah, to be a part of the journey of Muslims coming to faith in Christ. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I wonder sometimes too about, um, you know, people who maybe haven't had the chance to study the Bible the way that we have. I Mm -hmm. do wonder sometimes if people maybe secretly have this, this fear of like, what if it doesn't stand up? to questioning or what if it doesn't stand up to um scrutiny and i I just i mean read this book yeah read this book yes it will go through every little detail and it it it, if it wasn't the truth it wouldn't stand up to scrutiny exactly absolutely does yeah we don't need to be afraid of people checking into christianity and finding it to be false if they do then that's because a, they haven't really done their homework, or B, the Holy Spirit is not guiding them. Mm-hmm. So it holds up. Mm-hmm. Every time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So there is, and it's not just, you know, some people think we have to tell people, well, it's a matter of faith. Well, it is, but there's evidence. Exactly. And it holds up. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one thing I loved about Nabil's story, too, is that he came to it it originally just wanting to prove his point and show that he was right. And the Holy Spirit just worked in his life. And he came to a point where he didn't just want to debate it. He wanted to know if it was true. Yep. And he dug deep for years, years. He was studying the Bible, the Quran, how they differed, how Jesus, who Jesus was. And, I just, I pray that, you know, the seeds that are planted in people's lives, like, I I just see so many people walking away from scripture because they think they know what it says and they don't have that heart of, I want to know truly if this is I real. I want to know. Yeah. And I, w- I will do whatever I have to do mm-hmm. to get to the truth. Mm-hmm. He had, he definitely had um, a seeking spirit. Yes. He, he wanted to follow the evidence where it led. Yeah. Even though it, at times he sort of like shut down and said, I can't go there anymore. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit kept working on him. Yeah. And, and his friend David continued to be there for him. Yes. And yeah, he, he came to faith. Um, I, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. It's a be- it's a really really beautiful story. It is. Um, have you have you read anything about David since then? You know, I meant to go there's a link in the book that it oh. mentions David's story. Oh, um, okay. And, and it's on I believe it's on YouTube. Okay. I have not been to it yet. Okay. But that's my next go-to. Okay. I want to know because um they just kind of allude to it very briefly like that David has his own conversion story that's pretty powerful. Mm. Um, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, so I, I haven't either. That's the next thing I'm going for. Is that was <laughs> that in your Kindle? Um, it it was. I mean, I don't. I thought it would be in the regular book too because it was right in the text. It talked about you know if you want to know more about David's story, right? It's it's here at this at you know at this link on YouTube. Okay. Um. So, did you have a physical copy, I'm guessing? No, I didn't. I actually okay. listened on audio. Um, okay. So. Well, I'll send you that link, because yeah, that's what I want to I, I watch wanna it. find out more about David, yes. too. And then, in um, the process, there was another friend that was, Bo- was he Buddhist? Or, yes. Um, yeah. That was converted, too. Which yes. was. He was kind of just along for the ride. Like, yeah. he would sort of join in here and there, and. Yeah, um, I think was he on the debate team too, or was he just a friend of theirs? I think he was just a friend. And, um, yeah, he came along a little bit later, but yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought it was so funny. There was this one section, and I I can't quote it because I don't have it in front of me. But there was this one section where it talked about in in the most cliche thing you can imagine a buddhist a muslim and a christian yeah. walked into a bar or something like yes. that you know and i'm yeah. like that's hilarious 
like because that was actually the truth there was these three guys they were all friends one was muslim one was christian and one was a buddhist right (laughs) anyway yeah so and i do think that that's it sad it's sad to me because i think about this story and i and it feels like a product of its time Mm. in that I feel like a lot of the spirit of being able to talk about something and debate about something mm. um, is just not as prevalent in our society now. Yeah. Um, well, I think back to when I was in college, because he's, uh, Nabil was like maybe a couple of years behind me in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm actually a couple of years older than he would be if he was alive today. And so I think back to that time period and it just feels like a whole different. Yeah society um as far as like being able to talk about something with someone who doesn't believe the same exactly yeah and that being okay Mm -hmm. not you know Mm -hmm. um i think i think muslims still teach about uh you know their faith and and points of their faith and talking about their faith and they're consistent with it. And Westerners, I feel like they just kind of get more offended and they tend to kind of like hide or run away because they don't want to have those types of conversations. They don't want to, you know, they don't know how to debate. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point actually, because we just ultimately, I feel like we just get offended. So we we stop talking about it. Yep. Instead of, okay, let me hear what you have to say. Okay. Yeah. You know, like just. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. basic conversation. <laughs> and frankly, if David had just come at him and said, well, I don't want to talk about your side. I'm just going to tell you about Christianity. Uh-huh. Yeah. It that... would have gone nowhere. Yep. You have to be, you have to be willing to be a true friend. Mm-hmm. You can't just, you can't just come at it like I'm going to. I'm, I'm only in this to convert the person. Right. He talks about, no, David was there for the long haul, whether yes. I converted or not. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was he was my friend before I was a Christian, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And he would be my friend whether I decided to be a Christian or not. Right. Yeah. Which, frankly, is what a true friend is, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. even though it was really hard. And there were times when Nabil said stuff that David just was like, okay, I gotta go. That that was hurt. That was hurtful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think David knew deep down he's lashing out yeah. because everything he holds dear mm-hmm. is being questioned. And yeah. He knows it's not holding up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and it scared him. You have to be the bigger person. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, I mean, I wonder, do they still teach debate in, in schools, in high school? Gosh, I hope so. I mean... <laughs> I remember I, I really we do. did a debate in ninth grade. Um, everybody had a topic and everybody had, you know, like they split the class in half. So this is the topic. You do the opposite, you know, um, yep. which I still remember that to this day because it was it was it was so good for me <laughs> to be able to yeah. stand up for something and and be prepared and come back with a rebuttal, you know. And I don't, I don't know if they still teach that. I don't know. I don't know either. I honestly don't remember doing debates. We may have done them, Hmm. but it wouldn't have been out of character or it wouldn't have been something that we would, would have shied away from. Right. Um, Right. And I just, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming there's still debate teams in college and stuff, but I just feel like overall in society in general. Right. It's just much more frowned upon. Right. People just don't want to talk about deeper issues. Um, if there's the chance that someone's going to question what they believe yeah, mm-hmm. instead of just agreeing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as Christians, maybe we've fallen into that too. And we need to get out of that mindset. Oh yeah. Because again, like I said, it holds up. Yeah. You don't need to be scared. Right. That you're, you know, they might, yeah. they might have some little jab that you don't have an answer to, mm-hmm. but you can always say, well, I don't know about that particularly. Yeah. Let me get back to you. I have yeah. to study more. And Um, I think one of the fears is we've just made it all about ourselves instead of about the work of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So we're afraid that we're going to be rejected or we're afraid that, you know, it'll make a bad reputation for us or whatever the excuse is, because heaven knows I have them too. (laughs) I mean, I am, I am, 
right alongside those people. Like, it is scary to put yourself out there, but I... I think we've for too long just focused on the me instead of the bigger picture of, but God, you know, I I can stumble and fall all over my words and someone can still come to know Christ. It's not. So you're saying it's not all down to me. (laughs) Right. It's not all up to me. (laughs) Hello. That's called Christianity. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're. Well, we've got this. this. I do it too. Yeah this watered down version of Christianity that everyone has come to accept. And it's so God did all the work to get you saved, but now you have to do all the work to get someone else saved. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) How does that work? And I I do it too. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just another one of Satan's ways to get us to not talk to people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so, so I, I, yeah, I think this book has been like a mixture of incredibly convicting and um, at the same time encouraging. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah, encouraging sure. to know that it's not all about me and God can use anybody anytime to come to salvation. And it's convicting to me, too, because I make excuses just like all those other people before David. And mm-hmm. I... Um, like I said before, I don't know my scriptures as well as I should. I become lazy with that. And, you know, just how much do I, how much do I want to tell people about Jesus? Um, and how much of a part of my life is that? It really just has made me evaluate my walk. So... Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to be involved in any way in somebody coming to faith in Christ. Mm. But I mean, even I, 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 yeah, even just the people that I maybe peripherally was mm-hmm. sort of like, I would talk to them here and there. And then years later, they became Christians, mm. not through me or whatever. Even those um, people, mm-hmm. I just feel like are such a trophy of God's grace in my life. And I feel so. Mm. Yeah. Privileged. Yeah. That I was able to have any little tiny thing to do with them coming to faith in Christ. And I cannot imagine, I mean, it will always be a hundred percent worth it. Whatever you have to do Yep. Mm -hmm. to tell people about you. I mean, like it it feels like the, I think a lot of times in our mind, we don't think of it this way, but this is how we act. We feel like the the reward is not worth the risk Mm. and it a hundred percent is. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's how I behave. Yeah. That the, that the reward is not worth the risk. And, and it just, I mean, I cannot, I, I would love to stand before the throne and mm. be able to throw a crown at Christ's feet mm. that I had anything to do yeah. with any person, you know, yeah. yeah, deciding to follow him. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't take that for what it's worth, but. Yeah, it's an an honor that we just don't deserve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think of those passages where Paul talks about you're my son, you know, I'm your father mm. in the faith, and that he had the privilege to to be able to share with someone. Yeah, who Christ is. Yeah, and you can just read through the lines like the love and the gratitude pouring out of his mm. words of how blessed he feels to have been a part of that process. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that um, people know what we're going to rate this book. (laughs) 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 Because, come on. (laughs) We're just going to say it at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. (laughs) We saying the number or the the coffee? Let's say, let's say the, the coffee. Okay. It's a Pete's. Pete's. <laughs> Sorry, I totally glared <laughs> Of course, it's, it's a, a Pete's. Pete's, which is a five in our book. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I just, like I said, this book has been sitting with me since I finished mm-hmm. it. 
I just keep thinking about it and thinking about Nabil as a person. Yeah. And his life and his impact. And we didn't mention it, but he went on to um, become a part of the RZIM, um, you know, um, ministries. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he it became his job to debate Muslims, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to to um, you know, speak up for Christ, yeah. And um, even though I mean, that's a sad coda, but mm. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows some of the stuff that's been happening there. But anyway, yeah. Um, and that made me think too, honestly. Actually, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know. Uh, I just feel bad that there's any kind of stain on anything Nabil was involved with because Nabil yeah. clearly loved Christ. Yes. Yes. And our, our actions matter in that too. Yep. I would hate to be the one to put a stain on someone else's walk mm. yeah. or their ministry or their life yeah. with Christ. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, because look at the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to get into that. But anyway... um. It's it is one that's gonna be with me probably for the rest of my life. Yeah, I, because I learned so much, mm-hmm. and God reminded me of who yep. He is mm-hmm. so much. I actually I'm a part of this um like just a Facebook group um that loves to read, and they're always looking for suggestions and different stuff, and um uh. I've been a little bit sad lately. I know this is stupid. It's like it's on Facebook, but um, like some things have been said about the Bible and um, like some negative things. And um, I actually wrote down like this book as a recommendation for people because uh, so many people are just seeking God and they some people don't even realize they're seeking God. They're, they're searching right. for so many different things and it's just, it's right there. And yes, yeah. uh, of course I'm going to recommend the Bible for them to read or sections of the Bible for them to read. But for people who don't want to go to the Bible, because there are people like that, there are people that don't want to yeah. approach the Bible and whether, whatever excuse they give, it's because they're intimidated by it and they don't believe in it so for them to see another person's story coming to it with you know all of the excuses in the world and coming to it and studying it like Nabil did yeah it speaks volumes and God can use anything to bring people to himself he can use this book he probably has used this book you know, yeah. so um, I just say all that to say that I have recommended this book like a lot <laughs> because yeah. it's just so eye opening and it's kind of like um, the case for Christ. Like I will always recommend that book to people who yeah. have doubts or who have questions in their mind about, um, you know, Jesus and what is true and what is not true. And and yeah. both of those books clearly point to specific scriptures that people can use to tell others about Christ. So it's not just that I'm recommending a book. I'm there are scripture verses in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah I, this is I one that agree. I will always be like, well you need to read this book. <laughs> Yeah. It's a great tool. It is. Um, and we have a nose we all need as many tools in our arsenal as we can get. Exactly. Um, yeah. Even though again, it's not us. Right. It's God. Right. Um But that doesn't mean that we can be lazy in can't. our yeah, pursuit exactly. of, you know, helping yep, others exactly. come to know Christ. So yeah. So um I think we're about ready to wrap that up. So yes. do you want to talk about 
um, our next book pick. Yeah, we're and totally switching gears. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And just as a reminder, if you ever need to know what books are coming up, we try to keep that up to date on our website, which is um, groundsfordiscussionpodcast.com. So, yes. Um, if you're ever wondering, okay, I, I heard him say what's the next one, but I'm trying to line it you know, up further or whatever, um, feel free to, to check out our website. Yeah, no need to rewind or try to remember or write down. You could just go to our website. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. much easier. Um, so this book is going to be quite different than <laughs> yep. our last book. Um, it's called The Maidens, and it's by an author that we have already read before. Um, Alex, how do you say his last name? I say Michaelides. Michaelides. But I don't know if that's correct or not. Okay. <laughs> he actually wrote The Silent Patient, which was one that we read a while ago and a lot of people said that they really enjoyed it. So, um, it's not a, it's not a psychological thriller. It's more, I would call it almost more just a a mystery, like a straight mystery. Yep. So, um, and Laura actually, I think you finished it right. And you said it's fairly an easy read Yeah, for you at least. So it's a pretty quick read. Yeah. It, so it looks bigger than it is. I'm actually really excited to read. I haven't read it yet, but um, I loved The Silent Patient. So I think I gave that a peeps too. So, um, so we are looking forward to discussing this this next book by by Alex Michaelides. Michaelides. I don't know, Laura. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I don't. Uh, yeah you can look up the book and then decide for yourself how you want to say the last name (laughs) yes so thank you for joining us for this um episode of grounds for discussion um even though it's been a more serious one i think it's been a really good topic to discuss and something that needs to be talked about in christian circles um because you know we shouldn't ever shy away from talking about our faith or what we believe or why we believe it. So thank you for joining us today. And we hope that your coffee and your books are a perfect blend.